0: Hello and welcome to Nutanix Weekly episode number 71. I'm Phil Sellers. I'm your host for today and uh, I'm a solutions architect here at Zintegra. On behalf of the Zintegra team I want to say thanks for joining us and uh, uh, thanks for spending a little time to learn something deeper around the Nutanix stack. I'm joined today with Jyra Cox. Jyra, how are you doing today?
1: Hey Phil thanks for having me on man. It's just the two of us.
0: Yeah it is. We were uh we were both uh, humming a little bit of Will Smith uh, just before the podcast started. Um, our, our normal co-hosts and uh, compadres here on the podcast are uh, all uh, doing other things today. I, I know we've got a variety of different customer meetings and other conflicts on the calendar, so uh, you've got Jira and myself for the for the next hour or so.
1: Only the only the truly dedicated. That's uh, it. That's, that's it. funny. Your head went to Will Smith. I was trying to think. We're similar sized guys, you and I, I was trying to think which of us is Dr. Evil, which one's mini me. Um,
0: <laughs> so yeah, um, we definitely could go to the Austin powers as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, it's been a, a minute, uh, since, uh, we've had a chance to get together. Uh, we talked, uh, a few weeks ago about, uh, geo distribution for the object stores. And, uh, that was a really cool push forward, um, you know, Today, uh, we, we've got one that's uh, going to be in the crosshairs of every single Nutanix customer. I'm kind of excited to talk about this because it affects everybody listening.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. So this one comes to us today from the Nutanix dev blog over on our uh, community site um, where we can get some of our, uh, in some ways, deepest, uh, more detailed blog posts. So um, yeah, glad to be able to share it today and summarize it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So uh, we're looking at Nutanix Lifecycle Management. So LCM, uh, it's one of the things that Nutanix does extraordinarily well within the platform. And um, today, the the blog post is check out the top five coolest features in LCM. So um, you know, it's it's certainly like I said, one of the things that Nutanix does really well with the platform, and I I love the way that it's been approached. um, You know, not only in consideration of the Nutanix software, but the partner ecosystem around it. And I think that's one of the things that really makes LCM great. Um, what stands out to you as kind of the the selling feature for LCM? Um
1: I uh, let's see, I'm gonna go with like sort of its reasons for existence, right? Like it has to, it has to exist. Any system that um any system that does advanced things for customers like a like a cloud platform would um, has to involve complexity, right? If if there were no complexity in the system, um, it would be easy and everyone would already have it and there'd be 100 different competing versions of Nutanix um, and, and of cloud platforms. So there's complexity in the system, but Nutanix is built in, in such a way that we don't ask customers to bear the, com- the cost of that complexity, right? So we never throw... And we can all think back to previous lives where we've had to do, you know, care about... Um, hypervisor versions and firmware versions and adapters and BIOS updates and storage arrays and connectivity between all of that, right? Whether it's Ethernet or FC or whatever you want to do and order operations and compatibility matrices and all that good stuff. Good stuff? Question mark. Um, (laughs) And we simply just never ask a customer to bear the cost of wrangling that complexity. Right? The complexity exists. No one can say it doesn't. But we do our very best to abstract that from the customer, extract abstract the customer from it, um, and let the system be as self-driving as possible, right? To sort of mix a bunch of analogies together.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think um back when DCE came around, right? You know, this is this is a concept that they really kind of brought to the marketplace. Yeah. And um, it was around managing the total solution, not the pieces and parts. And I remember being a practitioner. You know, in those days and having to go out to websites and look at recipes and look at what what versions of drivers worked with what versions of uh, firmware, and you had to worry about a lot of things. And the complexity's only gotten deeper since, you know, that, that was a decade or more ago. The sure. complexity's only increased. So um, I agree with you when you say it's a necessary piece of the puzzle. Um, but not all of your uh, competition makes it as easy. So the simplification factor is
1: huge. Sure. And we, and we, uh, you know, we played our strengths, right? We do as much as possible as we ever can in software, right? That's kind of our MO for designing anything. Um, So whether that's, you know, storage or virtual networking, or of course the hypervisor and and, uh, storage controller interaction, you know, the patching itself as well, Um, you know, software, Eating the world, right? Bite by bite. Um, so we get to, we get to, you know, we get those tailwinds right in our favor of um, yeah, we can do the lowest levels, right? Nick firmware, BIOS firmware, CPU microcode, all that good stuff that will kind of never go away because software has to run on good hardware. Um, and the rest of it is an availability model that to, to the largest degree, we write and control. And can articulate and can uh, orchestrate, sorry, what I meant to say, um, in software, right? So software-defined avail- software availability um, lets us make these upgrades, you know, uh, easy for our customers because they just hit the go button and uh, and deliver for their workloads, right? By doing uh, storage availability or live VM migration or whatever the update requires, um, all automatically for them.
0: Yeah, that orchestration is a huge piece of it. It's a time saver. It's it's also an autopilot feature, right? I mean, yep. at the end of the day, it's a lot less you have to think about and coordinate. All of the brilliant minds at Nutanix have already thought that process out for you.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, it's... um. We've always said, you know, uh, at least I've always said, our, our true north for, like, uh, directional, like, engineering, like, what do we want to give our customers is that cloud outcome. But anywhere, right, in a cloud or outside a cloud or, you know, helping your collection of racks in a data center become and act like a cloud. Um, and to the largest degree possible, that involves stuff like how much can we help you stop worrying about when it comes to, oh, I got to go apply those updates. No, you you kind of don't. You got to go tell us to start and we'll, we'll handle the rest.
0: Yeah. Well, that's a great segue directly into the article. Um, So I kind of want sound effects or something (laughs) like that. You know, it's like, hey, you know, the blog post, we're thrilled to announce a new version of Nutanix lifecycle management version 2.6. And so today, Jara and I are going to go through those uh, and and the top five features. So why don't you kick off with the first one?
1: Yeah, so with gratitude to uh, the post author, right, Mike Bermondi, who actually, uh, trivia, Mike and I went through new hire together at Nutanix, uh, and it'll be um, six years ago in a couple of months here. So uh, Mike's a good friend. He's a great guy. So I love that he wrote this blog post for us. He probably didn't know he was doing it just so we could put it on a podcast, but turns out he was. Yeah. Um, First bullet point here, right? So, um, so now uh, LCM powered by pre-upgraded uh, upgrade, pre-upgrade and update checks. So you can do even more stuff like a dry run, um, uh, or more like a pre-flight sanity check to say when I go to, to apply the, p- apply these up- upgrades or what's in my selected like cookbook of what I want to apply on my next uh, patching run then LCM, the lifecycle module, lifecycle management uh, module in, you know, in PC or in Prism Element can do those upgrade checks uh, to ensure that we're giving our customers like a higher degree of success, right? That can include stuff like download the binaries now, right? Maybe, you know, let's safeguard you against like an internet outage during your maintenance window. Let's get those binaries now, uh, validate against those kind of things. The article talks about um, those modules can even run NCC pre-checks. three-letter acronyms to throw at the audience is the Nutanix cluster check. It's like a something like 700 different health checks that every cluster runs on itself autonomously. <clears throat> the checks are written by our support team, um, upgraded or released on about an every six-week cadence, about every six weeks. there's a, There can be a new health check script if we found anything that your cluster should learn how to check itself against preventatively. It's almost like having one of our our SREs, our site reliability, uh, service reliability engineers embedded in your cluster, right? Looking for stuff proactively, running like 700 different checks on various intervals. So some run like once a minute, some run like once a night, depending on how often could this happen. Um, But uh, so this uh, now pre-upgrade can even run those health check scripts. Uh, catching anything that could throw a wrench in your patch cycle, like say, once you get into your maintenance window, when time is much, much, much more precious.
0: Well, not only just precious, but you know, from a practitioner's point of view, you may not be firing on all the cylinders because you're up at two in the morning,
1: right? You know,
0: without coffee, without caffeine, trying yeah. to do this maintenance too. So, um, better to do that during normal business hours and know there's an issue so you can remediate before you get yeah. into that maintenance window.
1: Yeah, iron out those wrinkles now.
0: Absolutely. Um, so uh, the article talks a little bit about this. What software is available uh, and supported for the pre-upgrade checks?
1: Um, hold on. Uh, this is the sound of Jira getting to where you're looking on the page. <laughs> um the uh, so they can do this for yeah so for AOS for, which is our the um, AOS is what runs within the CVMS right that's the storage OS uh, within the within the cluster itself Prism Central the multi cluster manager and can also uh, do dry runs against ESXi as well
0: that's pretty awesome so not just the Nutanix fleet also uh, also uh, ESXi
1: yeah uh, more to come on that one in just a, just a minute
0: absolutely. Uh, so the next one up, Foundation joins the party. You can now upgrade Nutanix Foundation in parallel uh, to other upgrades with LCM.
1: So Foundation is sort of the collection of code that takes, like, say, bare metal nodes, nothing installed, and makes them into Nutanix nodes. Right. So that that runs on every node by definition, at least once. It's once during its lifecycle, maybe multiple times. Um, whether you're running uh, nodes that Maybe come from the factory with no, nothing installed, like I don't know, say a Cisco like UCS, which is still validated in a if you buy this exact HCL, you can run Nutanix on it kind of way, or even more things that are more tightly integrated, like an OEM offering, like HPE. If you want to convert them from the factory running AHV to um, into running ESXi, then you run Foundation to say I need to change out the bare metal hypervisor installation there and then make it a Nutanix node again right running a cvm with the proper storage plumbing and all that good stuff so foundation can run on the node at least once in its lifetime maybe multiple times in its lifetime it's that sort of imaging workbench and um, that's also where like let's say you ran a super old cluster it's like five-year-old hardware um you but you've you've stayed up to date on your software upgrades because we make it easy for you to do that so you're running latest latest and greatest software on the old hardware and then you order your replacement nodes, right? You call up your you know, your friendly rep and say, hey, I want uh, new hardware for this cluster that's still doing a great job for me. I want to eject the old hardware. When that new hardware lands in the rack, it's the foundation bits that know how to teach the new nodes how to get on the latest and greatest software and firmware because that's newer nodes and then join the cluster. So teaching even the old cluster how to run the latest and greatest foundation is why you kind of want that. And so as part of our multi-year evolution for LCM, um, it's changing in, in a lot of ways, right? It's, it's replacing functions we've had in the product for a long, long time, right? Six, eight, 10 years in some ways. Like we've we've sort of always made easy upgrades and emphasis uh, for our customers, centralizing a lot of that into LCM and making the upgrade process even smarter and putting even more guardrails into place. It's kind of a hallmark of when things come into LCM so that we can now uh, add foundation to uh, to upgrades that LCM can now control for customers.
0: Yeah. Another change, it looks like uh, you're also taking into account your dark sites. So not just your internet connected sites and keeping them updated. Now LCM is a bundled portion uh, of upgrades for your dark sites.
1: Yeah. So um, in the earliest iterations of LCM, if it's been a minute for uh, for anybody listening since they first touched LCM, when LCM first launched, it was um, sort of uh, the, the f- first iteration kind of assumed internet connectivity. Um, along the way, it's not necessarily new in this release, but this payload probably is. uh it did get the ability to do dark site stuff where I can you can either uh, upload your own patches directly. So you still get the benefit of the LCM patch application engine and and orchestration and order operations awareness um even though you're feeding it updates manually as a human, right bringing updates over on a thumb drive or whatever your air gap needs to needs to look like uh, or you can host your own internal repo, right? These are my, blah, 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 Contoso Inc imp- approved updates that are approved for internal release. I'll host them on a website and any cluster in behind my firewall can then fetch from that repo source um, and do that as well. So we consider both of those a dark site, either a, either a customer managed internal repo or, uh, or literally air gapped and you're just hand feeding it updates.
0: Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, you know, you're, you're not ignoring ESXi customers either. Uh, yeah, There's a, uh some security features that uh are, are introduced in 2.6 as well for uh your VMware customers.
1: Yeah. Um so the uh the cool thing there is we can now uh yeah I thought this was new in 2.6 as well. Like even just flat out the hallmark release there, LCM can now do ESXi, right? That's that's yeah. cool in and of itself. Uh a much, much easier workflow for our customers. Um, then again, the old school workflow from Nutanix that this replaces our our old school one-click uh, hypervisor upgrade, as well as, of course, way easier than using like native VMware patching, but telling it, oh, wait, no pause. Let me go put this CVM in maintenance mode and then do the whole T-Ceremony and you become the orchestrator, right? It's not a great place to live as a human being. Um, so now with that ability to upgrade ESXi right through LCM, and then of course do it securely as well, right? So it talks about um, uploading image checksums as well with those... ESXi payloads to ensure that you've got a healthy supply chain for your software, Um, which of course is what we do for AHV um, as well. That lets you get the benefit of those easy upgrades without compromising on security either.
0: That's a huge step forward. Um, Yeah. I mean, uh, VMware delivers nice upgrades, but they don't necessarily take into account the CVM and, and things like that. So you're right. You end up as that orchestrator. Uh, moving things around within the cluster if you're you're a VMware customer today. So this is a huge, huge thing for uh, any of the VMware customers listening. The uh, inventory checks. Uh, you know, this is one of the great things that I like about LCM is, is you can always go in, run an inventory, and it's going to give you details of, of what you need, not only from a software stack, Uh, but also the firmware and, you know, any OEM drivers, things like that. So um, number four on the list of our top five is inventory checks at ludicrous speeds. I love that. Ludicrous Uh, speeds.
1: Yeah. I mean, uh, I couldn't comment if that's trademarked or not. It's certainly fast, (laughs) right? Um, Well, of course, is ludicrous speed a trademark from a car company in the 2020s or from a sci-fi movie in the 1980s, right? (laughs) The uh, Either way, LCM running fast is a great thing for customers Um, because inventorying is, let's call it, uh, it's thorough, right? So it's going to show you that report of like, here's all your nodes for large clusters, right? Large clusters might take even longer to run, but like, here's every bit of firmware on the NICs and on the disks and on the board and on the out of band and all this great stuff. It's it's very thorough detail, Uh, could take a minute to run, right? Or could take... Can at least several minutes to run some customers even automate it to just run on their on its own at three in the morning, every morning, so that when they come in the office, uh, they can see the latest and greatest detail there without a need for, you know, waiting on that as a human to go run that. That's probably let's call it an ideal scenario. But of course, there are times when you as a human want to go run that or or the box wasn't checked to auto run uh, every morning. So then you are waiting for it. So it's still good for it to run faster. Um uh, for those times where you are waiting on it because you're going to act on the results and tell it to patch like right right away. So uh, so yeah, certainly good to always uh, be making that leaner and meaner uh, from an execution time. Just eyeballing the chart here that is embedded in the blog post, I'd say it looks like it's about, I don't know, 30, 40% reduction. Yeah, I was um... going to
0: give you 50. I was going to say you're approaching 50% better. I mean, it it looks like half to me. I mean, it's a little bit more.
1: Oh, this is a tech podcast, Philip, not marketing. So, <laughs> yeah. You're lucky I didn't get out the ruler, right?
0: <laughs> <laughs> exactly right. We, we need more um, granularity in the chart to be able to Specificity make Specificity counts. That's right. But that's, yeah, I mean, to your point, it's a great thing to have this moving faster. Um, you know, as I go and do health checks with customers, this is one of the places we always look. One to make sure LCM's calling home if they're connected and make sure that they're getting updates, but also to see, you know, how far out of uh current are we? You know, are we on a short term uh release? Are we on a long-term release? And you know, there's a lot of different things that LCM helps me do uh as an advisor to our customers too.
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, my my gaming PC next to us here. Is supposed to update itself in the morning at night when I'm asleep. That doesn't always happen. And so when it does happen to have to patch midday, I want that to be as fast as possible.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Nothing worse than watching the little spinning, please wait. Please <laughs> <Right>. wait. <laughs> uh, and number five on our list, LCM final mentions. Um, so small, very short section here, uh, yeah. but I'll give it to you.
1: Yeah, so so um, so <laughs> faster self auto upgrades, which is a weird phrase to use. What that means is, um, so and the way LCM operates, right? When you go to tell LCM, hey, go scan the cluster, run my inventory, tell me what I could, what I have installed and what I could upgrade to. The very first thing it actually does every single time is upgrade itself, right? Because we want to give our customers the outcome of always applying upgrades even if you're moving from like n-3 to n-2 firmware if you're like super super um change averse risk averse you want very very old baked stable things you can do that with the latest and greatest upgrade logic right so lcm upgrades itself first to the latest version so that it catches any new logic or operations compatibility matrices, Mm -hmm. um, bug fixes, anything that engineering wants to put into it, um, you can apply even those like say M-3 to M-2 upgrade an old version of code with the newest logic in there. And so LCM upgrading itself faster um, as well as giving you more visibility into the process. Again, good for our customers, right? So that if something does go bump or something and a wrinkle has to get ironed out, we want to give you the actual details right there up front. Or if everything goes smoothly and it's all boring, then make it as fast as possible.
0: Yeah, and I love this. Upgrading the upgrader. Yeah, Uh, that's the way Michael puts it in here in the blog post. So love that. I mean, you know, it it sums it up perfectly. I mean, and again, I love what you're saying about why that happens. The logic upgrades, the the rationale, you know, uh, across the board as Nutanix, as a company learns things, they're trying to put that back into the automation and into the customer environment so that more customers benefit from the knowledge of, of whatever's found uh, within the software or the support uh, experience. So that's fantastic. Um, You know, uh, the the final words on the article really talks about our battle against cyber threats. And this is, this is a huge thing for us. I mean, you know, we at Zentegra will, will tell folks, it's not a matter of, uh, if you get yeah. ransomware, it's probably a matter of when will you be affected by ransomware and how are you preparing for that? How are you um, defending against that? And, and one of the best things we can do as practitioners out there running systems is to stay regularly patched and updated with our systems. So, um you guys at Nutanix are, are helping deliver an easier experience, um, more automation, uh, and just reducing friction overall in making that happen. So um, great, great stuff for us. Um, what, I'll, I'll turn it back over to you for final words too. What, what are Jira's final words for this?
1: Mm-hmm. I, I think about um, the platonic ideal of updates is probably your cell phone. Like, Mm -hmm. it's hard to imagine the last time that that got wedged or went sideways or needed any kind of support. You just, you see the button updates are available. You hit it at the right time for you. Um, Cell phones aren't highly available. So it's even more of a painful process as the cell phone owner compared to the Nutanix platform owner, right? Where this is like not impacting your running workloads. But that's, um, I think that's the right kind of experience we're going to give our customers is like safe, trusted updates that, you know, do good things for you from either a, Product capabilities, or security standpoint, and and hopefully you know remove doing our best to to chip away at um, well earned decades of industry mistrust of (laughs) of, you know oh no not updates again let me put that off as long as I can to to your point we we have to help do our part to help get customers in a mindset of updates are good updates are easy and they're good for me uh, and I should do them I should stay on top of them. Um, when the manufacturer advertises them, right? That's, then we do the same thing that even smartphones do around, <clears throat> you know, like when you hear about the new iOS blah, blah, blah version is available, I could go fetch that update on day one. Apple would push that to me probably three weeks later-ish, right? When they're like, we're past the CDN slam launch, we're past the day zero, uh, let's just say findings, right? Uh, I probably want, you know, I don't iOS 16, I want 16.1 or .101 or something like that. Um, yeah. They have it in their control to say, when do I go poke a user and offer the update versus when is it available to fetch? We have the same model, right? We put updates on our on our portal um, on day one That's when we consider a, lo- a release to be GA. And then we separately have a have a release mechanism where we can say now we're going to push it to your cluster and it's considered one click installable and advertise it as available to your cluster. Um, uh based off of to be candid support controls that experience right so they're at the at the nerve center of everything right from um what are they seeing uh across you know performance across support cases across user experience everything and they they have it in their control to give it the blessing to say that's now released out to the field for broad consumption and we work we work the same way trying to go for that same sort of um availability model and making updates a let's just say as pleasant as possible an experience. They're never going to be like, yay, I did them, right. um, but they can get you know pretty pain free.
0: Well, and and again, I mean, you know, I, I, your cell phone example is actually really great because you know I, I think about OS upgrades and there's new features, there's new things to consume, and so there's a desire to get to those sooner and uh so you're right apple on day one their cdn's pretty saturated it's pretty slow to to get the updates because there's so much demand for it as opposed to living through the days where it's like i'm not installing that till service pack one comes out you know yeah um you know we we all had been burned by different software patches and upgrades and You know, we're in a more calculated approach, I guess is is the best way to connotate it with updates and things so that uh, we're able to, to get those features out in the hands of customers in a safe way, but at the same time, uh, you know, learn from it and then take a cap, you know, a more um, intentional approach to, to getting it into the hands of customers. Like you said, I love the fact that support is is a factor in that. If if they're seeing, you know, not great things about a particular release, they're able to affect change. They're able to, you know, give that feedback into the loop. So um, all of that works together for the customer's benefit. Yeah. Well, Jyra, as always, I've enjoyed catching up with you. For everyone listening, I hope that you've learned a thing or two. And like I said, we had a topic today that affects everybody. We all need to patch. We all need to upgrade. And Nutanix has given us some great tools and some great abilities in this new version of LCN. So, Jyra, I want to say thanks on behalf of Zentegra, as always, for joining us.
1: Thanks for having me, man. And thanks to Mike for uh, this blog post.
0: Absolutely. Thank you, Mike. Shout out to you from the uh, Nutanix Weekly podcast crew. We do appreciate everyone that uh, gives us this great content that we talk about uh, every week. But Mike, this week's for you. So we do appreciate it. I guess uh, I guess that's a closing for us. I, I want more time with Jyra.
1: <laughs> well, if you're behind on your podcast, then you might have a new episode in a few seconds here. We'll see.
0: That's right. Yeah. just Just have to hit play. All right, everyone, Uh, for Zintegra and the Nutanix team, I want to say thanks for joining us and we will see you on the next episode.